ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Friday, November 6th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone line 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We've got a lot to get into this afternoon. We've got the non-conference portion of the Marshall basketball schedule. We'll hit on that here in a minute and then compare that to the rest of the schedule with the conference schedule adjustment. We'll talk about that. Get your phone calls in. Later on, high school football action coming up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to have Woody Woodrum join us a little bit later on as Riverside takes on your Huntington Highlanders. We'll have that broadcast for you straight up at 7 o'clock. You can stream that also on our app. You can go to our Facebook page and watch the video stream. You can also enable the skill on your Amazon Echo and you can play our audio stream right there from your Echo device. So either way you want to go about it over the air or digitally, we've got you covered. And you need to start at WRVC.com or go to our Facebook page to get started. So COVID-19 continues to wreak havoc in football. That's why when we talk about basketball, I don't know how much of this we're going to actually get in. They're going to try, and we're going to see if we can make it happen. But we find out that Charlotte has postponed its game. Charlotte postponing its game at Middle Tennessee due to positive COVID-19 tests. So they're doing this out of abundance of caution. They are set to travel to Middle Tennessee. It was going to be a 3-30 game. And in the release, they said that they are extremely disappointed to have to postpone their game at Middle Tennessee. Their coaching staff and players were looking forward to the matchup. So they're going to try to reschedule this. I don't know how they're going to make this up. Again, so many games have been missed right now. So Charlotte postponing its game with Middle Tennessee. It's Charlotte with the issue. There should not be, unless middle comes up testing positive, there should not be issue with the game between Marshall and Middle Tennessee next week. Now, UTSA officials today announcing that its football game against Rice, which was set for November 7th, postponed due to COVID issues, coronavirus-related issues within the program. Again, going to try to reschedule I don't know how they're going to do it. There are only so many dates left. It's going to be difficult. You're trying to figure out the West Division champion, and you've got schools. A lot of the West teams seem to have to drop out. Marshall's been fortunate so far, and it's getting its game back against FIU, and it's getting its game back against Rice. So Marshall should be whole as far as the conference schedule as slated, just different dates. So you've got some Definite cancellations happening here, and who knows? We might see more. We might see more tomorrow. Don't know. Testing, I'm sure, happening now. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be really impressed if basketball can get through this unscathed. 
if basketball can get through this, it's going to be really impressive. And we've got that conference schedule and that non-conference schedule. We've known the conference schedule, but there's some tweaks to it. And one thing that I missed yesterday, the Western Kentucky series has been changed. January 14th at Western Kentucky and January 17th, Western Kentucky here in Huntington. So that's changed. And if you didn't catch the announcement, Conference USA changing the format slightly of the conference schedule. So on New Year's Day, conference schedule begins. The first and second, Marshall's going to be at La Tech. Don't know when those games are going to be. And of course, I'm I'm suspecting they're going to be afternoon games. Maybe I don't know because you got a lot of football going on. Not that Conference USA, Marshall, La Tech really care about what football games are going on, but. You've got a lot of big football games happening, so maybe they're going to adjust the schedule to allow people to be a part of the basketball game and then go enjoy the bowl games. Big games happening on the 1st and 2nd. I don't know. January 8th and 9th, it's Charlotte at the Cam Henderson Center. As I mentioned, the 14th at Western Kentucky, the 17th going to play host to Western Kentucky. January 22nd and 23rd at FIU. January 29th and 30th, FAU in Huntington. February 5th and 6th at Old Dominion. February 12th and 13th, that's going to be against Middle Tennessee here in Huntington. The 19th and 20th of February will feature the Herd at Rice. February 26th and 27th, that will be North Texas coming to Huntington. And then there'll be a week there for any makeups. If you've got a game you got to make up, there will be an opportunity to get some of those games in. Hopefully, next to none have to be rescheduled. You want to try to get through this season clean. So that's the conference schedule. What's the non-conference schedule going to look like? Well, we're going to save that for our next break. We'll give you an opportunity to uh, really think about it when we come back because we're going to dive into it. And uh, we're going to look at this in comparison to when some football games are going to be played as well. We've got a conflict for sure. One's a road game for the Herd on Akron's game, December 5th. I'll tell you that. There's a conflict. We'll get into all of that. We're going to break it down when we continue. Later on, we'll talk to Woody Woodrum. We have got Huntington High football coming up tonight. We'll break it all down for you when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Still to come, we're going to talk to Woody Woodrum. We've got Huntington High football coming up tonight. Highlanders, possibly their last game. I know there's still some crazy mouth out there. They could get into the playoffs. But the Riverside Warriors take on the Highlanders. We'll have that for you tonight, 7 o'clock. You can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. So we've got the conference schedule squared away for the most part for Marshall. We've now got the non-conference slate. And it's interesting how busy your December is going to be. Your November is going to be a little busy, but your December is going to be very busy as well. So let's get this thing broken down. First of all, let's break it down from date to date, and then we'll go into the details. Marshall will start on November 25th. That's a Wednesday. It's a day before Thanksgiving against Coppin State. Then Marshall will... Take the day off. The Thundering Herd will not play on Thanksgiving. 
but be back at it on November 27th. That's a Friday, taking on Tennessee State. So you've got Marshall basketball the day before Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving. No word yet on if if anybody's going to be in there to watch it in person. We don't know that yet. Then the Herd will be on the road for three games. Marshall will be at Wright State on December 2nd. That's a Wednesday. And then on December 5th, Marshall will be at Akron. Now that is the same day as Marshall's game with Rice. That's the makeup game from earlier in the season. So December 5th, Marshall taking on Rice. That's the football game. Don't have a time yet for the basketball game. So I don't know what that is going to mean for us in the regard to radio. How are you going to be able to listen to both? We don't know yet. I don't have the details there. Now, Marshall will be at the College of Charleston on December 9th. That is a Wednesday. That's a couple of days before the game at FIU. So the makeup game with FIU is coming up a couple of days after that. Not that many Herd fans will be traveling to the College of Charleston and then making their way to FIU. Maybe you will be. I don't know. That could be an option for you if the College of Charleston is going to allow Herd fans in. Again, don't know what the policies are going to be. Now, Marshall will be playing on a Sunday, Ohio University, on a Sunday, December 13th. I'm not a big fan of the Sunday games. You might be, me personally. You know, I like Saturday games better than Sunday games, but the Herd and the Bobcats are going to play on December 13th on a Sunday. And then Marshall will play Toledo. Again, it's going to be at the Henderson Center. So Ohio's at the Henderson Center. Toledo at the Henderson Center. That's going to be December 16th. That's going to be a Wednesday. And then you've got Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa coming into the Henderson Center on December 19th. That's a Saturday. And that's going to be the day after the Conference USA title game. Right now, Marshall looks like the odds-on favorite to play in the title game. So you're going to have a busy weekend there with a football game. More than likely, unless Marshall gets in and Marshall drops the ball here in a spot or two, Marshall's going to play host to the championship. Write it down. I've declared it. Then the Herd on Tuesday, December 22nd, will take on UNC Asheville. And then after this, I don't know what's going to happen because if Marshall's playing in the conference championship game, I don't know what the bowl game is going to be. I don't know. Marshall more likely will be playing later in the month because I can't see Marshall accept, unless Marshall's not in the title game, I can't see Marshall accepting a bowl bid or the conference saying, okay, you've got a, a weak turnaround here. I just don't see it. So you're going to be playing closer to the start of the new year. I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe the 31st. I don't know. Keep that in mind. And then, of course, we've gone over the conference schedule. And, again, you start on New Year's Day. So this is what your condensed schedule looks like. Now, I don't know, and I haven't gotten word yet. I've asked a few times, and there's just no details to pass along. But I keep asking what it's going to look like as far as capacity. What, if any, will what will the fans' number percentage be? What will it be? I ask this because West Virginia announced that 20% capacity for the upcoming basketball season. 20% capacity, 
the athletics department will cap the attendance at approximately 3,000 fans. So 3,000 fans, about 20%. So use that as your guideline, maybe, for what you could see at the Henderson Center. Also, they're going to take some extra safety measures to uh, hopefully increase fan safety. What they're going to do at the Coliseum, fans are going to be required to wear face coverings. All spectators entering Coliseum, that's going to be the rule, face coverings. Face coverings should always be worn while fans are in the Coliseum with the exception of when fans are eating and drinking. And so if you don't want to wear the mask, you're going to be sitting there gorging. I know some of you. I know some of you, you're going to skirt the rules as much as you possibly can. So you're going to be sucking down a lot of Cokes and uh, chomping down on some hot dog. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen some of you. you got to do better. I've seen also the numbers increase in the state of West Virginia. PSA over, but you got to do better. But that's what West Virginia is going to do, 20% capacity. So what will the capacity be at Marshall? Will it be 20%? Will it be less? Will there be... Maybe a lottery system where, okay, select season ticket holders will get to come in and get a few games. Will there be sort of a rotation there? Where will you be sitting? Because I can't imagine you get to sit anywhere close to the court itself. And I've seen some grumblings on social. This is all anecdotal, so I will qualify it as such. All anecdotal. Some fans are grumbling because you can't go to practice right now. Well, there's no practice to go to, but you can't go. Uh, you can't go and figure out where you're going to be for the game yet because, well, nobody knows. So there's some grumbling there, and I've seen it. And you've got other extracurricular events that you can't do right now because you can't gather with the team. And so... I know this is disheartening to some herd fans. Again, this is anecdotal stuff. This is things I've seen on social media. Not to use that as my major source of anything. It's definitely not where I'm taking the temperature of herd fans. But at the same time, I know it's out there. Some of you are upset because you can't do things like tip-off club or quarterback club. You can't do that the way you used to with these sports. And you can't go to practice and hang out and, and shoot the breeze with coach watching the team. You can't do that anymore. And you don't know if you're going to be allowed to come to the games yet. You don't know. And it's upsetting, and I get it completely. But, again, we're in a pandemic right now. Marshall's trying to balance what it's trying to achieve, playing games, keeping fans safe, keeping the student-athletes safe. That's the bigger priority here. Keep them safe, and if that involves fans, then keeping fans safe as well. Lots of things to digest here as far as what it's going to look like. I mean, we might be looking at, okay, they're going to play, but it's going to be limited to no fans. We might be watching these games on ESPN+, Plus, CBS Sports Network, whatever the platform or choice will be. I'm thinking it's going to be ESPN+. Plus. We'll find out hopefully soon what the television schedule will look, look like as far as being able to get these games out there. But you're playing games because you're trying to get the games in. You're doing it to maintain a schedule. Also, you're trying to get some revenue in here. Television's part of that. Getting fans in the stands, that's part of it, but you can't get as many as you like. Where will the fans be sitting? Of course, you're not going to be sitting courtside. I will be super surprised if there's any attempt to have seating courtside or even several rows 
in the lower bowl. I don't know. Will you eliminate seeding to a certain point? Will you start in the second level? You know, will you have the end zones be empty? You're not going to allow fans to have access to maybe the lower concession area. I don't know. What are you going to do? How are you going to maintain this and keep the student athletes safe? And I would think you would try to keep fans isolated from the student athletes. I wouldn't have them anywhere near. At the same time, I mean, do you want to have situations and areas where fans congregate? I mean, you want to basically, I would limit concessions and access to that maybe to the upper levels of the Henderson Center, and that's it. Easy for me to say, right, I'm not spending the big dollars to, to have the privilege. I get it. Completely understand, but this is where we're at right now. So I don't know. All I do know is uh, 20% seems to be the guideline for the Coliseum. The Coliseum's way more spacious than the Cam Henderson Center. Let's keep that in mind also. So however the game plan comes out, however it's shaped to be, I'm sure a lot of thoughts going into this right now. How many fans, if you can have fans, where they're going to sit, concessions, everything that goes into this, what's it going to look like, masks at all times, except when you're eating. And again, we can do better. We can do a lot better on that regard. Again, PSA over. When we continue, we're going to talk high school football. I've got Woody Woodrum. He's going to check in. We'll do that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests appear via the Miller Lite phone lines at 877 877- 420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coming up later this evening, we go on the air at 7 o'clock. It'll be Riverside taking on Huntington. Uh, This might be the season finale. We don't know because it's 2020. Woody Woodrum joining me on the program now. You don't know either because, again, it's 2020. Well, exactly, Paul. You know, Rick Ryan touched on this yesterday that if all the school counties that go orange were to happen on Saturday, that we might be looking at a very different playoff with a bunch of teams like Riverside and Huntington back in contention, although they're right now down about 23rd or 24th in the state overall. But there could be a number of teams knocked out with this. And, I, you know, one of the, uh, the tailgate uh, for high school and whatnot. I, I go over there a lot these days because those guys are right on top of an Ed Forshee who kind of runs that uh, board is a former SSAC member and he does get some material that probably we wouldn't have elsewise but somebody laid it out that you know Huntington makes it and goes to number two Midland next week so you know I I, I don't know this has been a crazy season I, I'm just you know Huntington knew they were going to be against it all season long and yet Billy hasn't really ducked anybody he's played Hurricane Midland uh, Wheeling Park Parkersburg South Charleston Bridgeport are all top 10 top 15 schools right now and and, you know his wins came against Beckley and Winfield and and Riverside has struggled as well they're one and three their only win coming over St. Albans 15 to nothing but they, they were beat pretty handily at GW and at Capitol and then South Charleston 56-8 to eight last week. Uh, 
South Charleston has a lot of talent, but, you know, honestly, who knows once we get to the playoffs. So, I, you know, I don't think anybody in Huntington is really booking thoughts of, of going on the road somewhere next week. But we'll, we'll see how it all plays out when they release the color map tomorrow. Yeah, and that's the big question. What's the color map going to look like? And I know Billy has some strong words. We'll hear those later tonight during the pregame about the fact that some of the best teams in the state of West Virginia might not be able to play because the color-coded map will preclude them from being able to play. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the scary thing. I mean, Wayne County goes out. That means the Spring Valley would be out. Martinsburg County is out. So the four-time defending champions would be out. Uh, Spring Mills, who's number eight, would be out. Frankfurt and Kaiser in double A, they would be out. Tug Valley and Tulsa in single A would be out if this happens tomorrow. Right now, two counties were red last week, Mingo and Mineral, and five were in orange, Berkeley, Morgan, Upshur, Wayne, and Wyoming. And folks are thinking that there's going to be a bunch more people who are not eligible as soon as the map comes out this week based on what they're seeing on the, you know, the the map that's not official but the health and human resources map and you know we saw some people go to court today to try to stop the triple a soccer tournament from berkeley county and they basically got well listen what have the rules been all year well if you're in orange or red you don't get to play well that's the rules and that's what it is so thanks for coming in and and the supreme court put aside the ruling from berkeley county and those kids didn't play and I think GW won one of the games and University the other and they went ahead and played soccer so it's it's such a different time for everything Paul and and you know and I know people are trying to do things they think will make it more uh, you know special for the kids and they put in a lot of work and my gosh but you know it would kind of be you know a, it's, it's lacking something no matter who wins it all this year because some schools are going to be kept out just because their county is in bad shape. doesn't matter whether their team has done the right thing or not. And I'm sure that's what some of the parents and administrators are upset about. Woody Woodrum's joining us. We've got Riverside Huntington tonight. We'll find out tomorrow what the playoffs look like. So, in a sense, this could be the final game for Huntington High. It's not been a very good season for them but unlike a lot of other programs for the most part Huntington's played a near complete schedule that's something you haven't seen for a lot of teams I mean Spring Valley would love to play more of a complete schedule (laughs) and Cabell Midland it feels like hasn't had the opportunity as much as Huntington yeah you know Huntington had managed to pick up people when they got a chance you know and they they added some folks like uh Winfield and Beckley onto the uh, schedule this year that got them a couple extra games. Uh, you know, Bridgeport was a one-time deal, and, and you know they're very good. So that, and plus it's a long trip up there, so probably won't make that trip again. Uh, but uh, you know, like I said, I, I don't think kids have to hang their head because there's only eight seniors on this team. You know, the whole starting uh, offensive line is coming back, plus all their backups are coming back uh most everybody you know when you got eight seniors are coming back so uh you try to go out on a high note tonight with eli archer devin jackson 
you know, Nathan Price and uh, Clarence Rogers, some of the kids like that who are seniors. You hope they get to play some. Stone Arthur's another one. James Safford. Uh, we've caught all those kids' names some this year, and, and Devin Jackson, obviously, is a sensational talent. So, you know, hopefully they have a good game tonight. I think they've got a chance against Riverside, who, like I said, is one and three, and they're on the road tonight. But, uh, you know, we'll just see how it plays out. Uh, the coaches really haven't had any control over who, over who they were playing or when they were playing this year. You know, but Billy's worked really closely with Bruce Sr. to try to give these kids as many opportunities as possible to play football. And, and, and with all this youth out on the field, that was probably to the detriment of the uh, record this year. But if they can get a win tonight, they'd be 3-6. and six. That, that would probably not sting as badly a, as you might think because they can see that they're, some, uh, you know, uh, that, that they're gaining in experience and attitude and, and seeing things. I talked to the uh, quarterback who's just a sophomore, and you can hear that at halftime. He talks about, like we hear in the NFL, the game is starting to slow down a little. It doesn't look like, you know, 21 people out there like whirling dervishes going at top speed. He's starting to get his read and read his keys and, and find some open receivers. So that's the important thing is they all made some quality improvements after really not getting any work in the whole summer other than some conditioning and then just playing who you could play. So uh, it's it's been a weird year. You know, you hate it for the kids, but what can you say? I mean, it's been it's been weird for a whole lot of things outside of just high school football. Yeah, very weird year so far. I mean, I've aged 20 years. You've um, you know, I've, I've <laughs> caught up to you in age just about uh, in, in the last five months, it feels like so, or six or seven. It's almost yeah. been a year. Honestly, you know, now that I think about yeah. it, we're uh, we're we're past that six month mark here. Uh, we've been doing this since uh, very early, and stopping everything really in March. So we've been doing this uh, near a year yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, we're getting around to starting basketball again, and that's where we stopped basically for the high schools, for the colleges. Uh, you know, the NBA was able to put together something in the summer, and they did very well with that. The NHL did. The same thing, did very well with that. Baseball had some hit and misses here, but, you know, for by and large, I think, you know, a couple of the best teams got to the finals, and, and it was a good World Series between the Dodgers and the Rays. But now we're starting to see it really bite some programs because, you know, we found out today that South Charleston can't play tonight because Beckley has had a COVID run. And, you know, you've seen – certain players not play for this Huntington team down the stretch this year because of just COVID tracing, not because they were sick. NFL has had a number of games canceled and the colleges. I think there's already like 10 games canceled for this weekend, including a couple in the league. I know the game at Charlotte is off. and So you just got to go with it. I think Doc Holliday has done that. I think Billy Seals has done that. I think all coaches are like, you know, We'll wear our mask, we'll coach our team, and as long as we don't have too many who are ill, we will press on with the season. But, you know, like Danny D'Antoni's not even getting to practice right now. That's a bump in the road, but those are to be expected when you've got kids who you can't isolate, like the NBA, like Major League Baseball, like the National Hockey League did. 
and and the NFL can afford to put all their guys in a hotel and isolate them. Can't do that with college and high school kids, and so they do see other kids, and they occasionally have contact tracing, and occasionally they get sick too. So, there, all you can do is play the games as they come along, and that's what I mean. Huntington, if if they win tonight, they'll be happy. I'm sure the kids would love one more chance if they got to the playoffs, and and uh, you know, most likely we'll be there doing the game wherever it might be. That was going to be my big question. Uh, is this uh, almost a, a point where you've played a season, you really don't know if you have it in you to make a run in the playoffs. So if you would get in because of the situation, would you be really excited, willing willing to do that? Or would it be better for this team to go, okay, we, we've gone through the season, uh, let's, um, let's call it a day here. But I know you get in the playoffs, anything weird could happen. Yeah, and, it, you know, if you're going to end up playing one of the top teams, you might have very well already played them. I mean, you've played South Charleston. You've played Cabell Midland. You've played uh, Wheeling Park. You've played Parkersburg and Bridgeport and Hurricane. All those teams are pretty good chances of getting into the playoffs right now. So, you know, it would be interesting. I think, you know, no matter what, if you get another chance to play, you don't turn it down. I think, you know, it, throw those freshmen out there and those sophomores into a playoff atmosphere and, and where you win or go home, and they can get a little taste of it. And, and whether they win a, a, an upset game and move on or, or lose big, at least they will have done that once. And I think from a coaching standpoint, that's what you can take away from it. And there's a possibility Martinsburg might not even be in the playoffs, so you don't have to make that trip. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who knows? Uh, them and Spring Mills both may be out, so, uh, you know, that would cut down on some travel. <laughs> and, and that certainly is something to think about. It's, uh, it's just uh, it's crazy, man. It's, uh, you know, we can't, uh, can't figure out what's going on with what and, uh, you know, hoping that uh, – you know, that uh, everything goes okay tonight and we'll just let the chips fall where they may tomorrow. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it was kind of hard to get information on Riverside, but they do have some – they have a lot of youth themselves. Uh, they've played about nine guys so far at running back, and only two of those are seniors. Their, their main quarterback is a sophomore, although they've had a senior who played against Capitol. And um, they've got uh, just a couple of seniors in there uh, too deep on their offensive line. So they're, they're a team very much like Huntington, and both of these teams are looking to get a, a last game in and to uh, see what happens once they do. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I think this is like a playoff game. You're, you're glad to be playing week nine and, and getting the last game of the year in because there were concerns about that. And it's good to get another MSAC team on, on your schedule and get them in here tonight. And then if you have to play next week, well, then you play, you know. And I'm sure that that's the way most programs are looking at it. You know, I, I think Marshall has a chance to really do something special if they don't trip over themselves against UMass. And then they've got a couple more, three more home games after that before they actually go back on the road to FIU. And they may host a championship, as Paul Swan called here earlier on this show. It's happening. Just write so. it down. I, I've said it. You know, yeah, I have spoken. I have spoken. 
and and that would be fantastic so uh you know that's the kind of things that you you try to take away from a season but uh i think it's it, it's two teams that are will match up very well both have had some trouble scoring uh you know they they've scored 21 6 uh, 15 and 8 uh, huntington scored early on just nine and seven the first two weeks but since then, 14, 41, 31, 21, 21 in back-to-back weeks. Uh, they've been beat by 42 to 21 three times this year, won a game 41 to 12, and then lost another game 42 to 7. So they've seen the other team put up a few points, but they've gotten better at trying to match those points as they've gone through the season. So uh, with the last two games against Bridgeport and South Charleston, they, they just didn't feel as ugly as maybe those opening wins did when you know, hardly anything was going right for this team. Some things are going right. The the, the young players are getting more, uh, you know, competent in what they're doing. They're, they're watching film and, and seeing the mistakes they're making. And so I, I think it should be a fun game tonight. I hope folks come out. It could be. I mean, November 6th, I'm in shirt sleeves. Nobody's wearing a jacket. Are you kidding me? This is a gift from the football gods. You must enjoy that. Don't don't ruin it. We, we got tomorrow to get through. Don't ruin it. <laughs> A, yeah, yeah, a, um, yeah, I know. The Rachel could roll through here, or some ice storm, or something. Just don't, <laughs> don't ruin it. Just uh, quietly say. Thank oh, that's you. later in November. Yeah, I, I, I promise you, I've been out for many a practice on those days in Novembers, and they're not my favorites. I will tell you that without fear of being taken back. Hey, um, I, I don't know if we're gonna get through this, man. I, I still think every week you know, it's a toss-up, and now they throw in basketball on us here on November 25th. Um, I'm, <laughs> you know, okay, I'll believe it. I'll believe it when it's November 25th. That's all I'm saying. Well, we'll we'll see what happens there. I know, you know, as a, a guy that's going to run the clock for men's and women's game, uh, I hope they're playing. Uh, and, uh, you know, but I'm going to get tested, as all the people down on the table are, three times a week. And we're also going to work that exciting Tennessee State Coppin State game on Thanksgiving Day. So I'm not, not, I'm not worried about it. the media may. Nope. Yeah, I was going to say, most of the media nope. will not even make an appearance in that one. Nope. That'll nope. be us and a very few family and friends. Yep, not <laughs> not going to be there. Um, not going to be there. And, um, you know, here's, here's you know, I know we're, we're – we're getting off track as we always do. That's what yeah. we do. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I can't take my mask off. How do, how do I do my show uh, without you know in the mask? So I, you know, I'm I might, oh. be, I might be studio bound here. I don't know because you know I'm not getting player interviews. I, I'll be getting that on Zoom. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, sure they're gonna put Chuck Landon like six feet away from me, but you know I'm joking, Chuck. I love you, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still, uh, you know, who knows what uh, what I'm going to be able to do? I, you know, I might be back here thinking, yeah. oh, I wonder how have Woody's having fun today. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a weird year. I'm like you. I'm waiting to see what they do with Henderson Center. How many people they let in? You know, six thousand up at the Coliseum, as you were saying earlier, is not a lot of people in that arena. Now, and three thousand. Three thousand. Three thousand. Yeah, oh, 20% 6, capacity. Earlier. Yeah, 3,000. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you could have everybody in their own section at the Coliseum with 3,000 there. It's a beautiful so, arena. Yeah, that, it's, to this day, it's a beautiful yeah. arena. And, you know, for something that was built 
in the 70s when everything wasn't built quite as well as it seems to be now. Uh, the Coliseum has endured, you know, seeing other, like Riverfront, Three Rivers, and Bush Stadium, and so many of those multi-purpose facilities all, and the Henderson Center has been remade and remade and remade, trying to get it up to where it should have been from the, the get-go, but yeah, you're right. The Coliseum has been a very good building for West Virginia for going on 50 years now. Yeah, best basketball arena in the state. Um, I think Charleston could be the very second best, but um, you know, you like to get the Henderson Center to a point where um, it's good. And I know they've tried. Yeah, you know, and they've tried. There's a couple of things I still don't like about the Henderson Center. One is the lack of handrails uh, going up in the upper levels. I think that you know. Yes, they got in under the wire on getting those put in before it became a requirement. But if I was going to fix something, I would do that. They've done a lot of things that have made it a better arena. It still seats up 9,000 or so. And, of course, Charleston seats about 12 or 13 once the, the new Coliseum's open. West Virginia, I think, seats like 15, something like that. So they're, they're big arenas, and, and they've fixed the Henderson Center over and over and over to a point where we still don't have air conditioning in there, but it is a much improved facility. Mike Hamrick's done a lot of good things in there, and uh, and it's a good home for the herd, that's, that, that's for sure. Riverside, Huntington coming up tonight. Woody Woodrum, he'll be uh, on the crew, 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll hear you then, buddy. we got to hit our commercial break, or they, they don't like it when I don't play the commercials. Uh, no, go right ahead. Woody Woodrum, we'll hear him later on coming up tonight, 7 o'clock. Quick timeout. We'll wrap it up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't forget, coming up tonight, Riverside and Huntington should be could be, maybe, I don't know, final game for the Huntington Highlanders. Welcome to 2020. We don't know, so I'm just going to cover every single event with the possibility that it might be the final game. This might be the first game into the playoffs. Who knows? But we're going to find out more on Saturday. Don't forget, coming up tomorrow as well, pregame. Heard UMass, 11.30 airtime. You be right here. You be right here for that. We'll get you set for the game. 2.30 kick broadcast all day long right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I shall be back with you tomorrow at 11.30. I'm looking forward to it. And then we will wrap the game up with the post game. We should have fun. Marshall's going to win by 45, 50 points. If if Doc decides to dial it up, he will. We might see quarterback change sometime in the second half. We might see a lot of guys get some extra playing time. Who knows what's going to happen, but you'll have it all right here, so tune in for that. See you tomorrow. Heard and UMass right here. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.